Welcome to another episode of The Russian Sisters. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are The Russian Sisters. Hi, everyone. How are we doing? Hello. Welcome to another episode. We are here to provide you with some interesting entertainment and information. We are, and we both have voices today, which is great because I lost my voice last week, which is really tragic for anyone who does not like to hear my voice. (laughs) That's sarcasm. Well, we plan sometimes to actually record, and it could have been funny. It could have been. Because it would have just been, yeah, it would have just been me. Sorry, I cut you off. I feel like I had been doing a lot of talking for a while, and I feel like it was God's way of saying, Anna, shut up. (laughs) And I was like, no, I will not, because I kept talking anyway. And people were like, even the nurse, when I finally called to get med, she's like, can you do what you can to not talk? And I was like, (laughs) no. (laughs) I feel like maybe God would have been a little bit more polite than telling you to shut up, but... Obviously, you didn't hear the first time because then you lost your voice. Exactly. I think he was like, I've been trying to tell you to be quiet for a long time. Quiet. Shut up. So then he just, it was gone. Were there any good messages that came in while you were quiet? When was I quiet? (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. I still had church. I still had school. I still had meetings I had to go to, meetings I had to run. It was comical. Yeah, it's a good one. But now it's back, so we can actually do an episode, and it's really exciting. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Hi, Alexandra. Hi, Anna. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. Happy Passover. I did look up how to say happy Passover. I don't want to embarrass myself or anybody else, so I'm not going to try to say it. So I'll just say happy Passover because it means happy Passover. Well, there you go. So I think happy Passover is like an okay greeting. Okay, that's that seems good. And then I also want to say happy soon-to-be Eastern Orthodox Easter. That is true. We're a little different this year. Just one week. Yeah. Or as we like to call it, Pascha, which means Passover. It does. So we're all connected. Can you tell what language it means Passover in? Hebrew? I think it's Greek. No, look it up. <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now. All right. You keep talking while I'm going to look. Yeah, I'll tell you guys what's been going on in my week while Anna is looking that up. Yeah, Hebrew. Oh, just kidding. I was wrong. She is older and therefore wiser. Wiser. That's what the sound of music says. I was going to say that she's older, wiser, more knowledgeable, and I should just trust her. So, yeah, thanks for that. What I have been up to, because I know all of you are just itching to know is that I, well, it's springtime. So I'm starting to work on the yard again because after it all got ripped up last summer, it's time to really try and beautify it. Do you remember all those yard stories, people? (sighs) I know. Don't worry. I have PTSD too. So you are not alone. And she's got more stories to tell. There's a leak. There is a leak. (laughs) For some reason, I know I wasn't going to talk about that, but yes, where the spigot for my hose comes out of my house is a leak behind the siding. So that's interesting. It's a leaky cauldron. It is a leaky <laughs> cauldron. Because it's not just like a leak in one area. It's like pouring out of it's your house in four areas. House. Yeah, it's pouring out of my house. Yes, but part of ripping up my lawn last year was that I need to plant grass. And so I had a lawn company come and they were supposed to put seeds down. It was this whole big issue. They came too late in the season. And I was like, I don't think anything's going to come. Well, a couple of things have, you know, a couple of sprouts of grass have come up. And so I have reseeded that area 
but part of my lawn kind of looks like a chia pet. <laughs> ch 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 chia. Exactly. It so, does now that you've said that. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm trying to, you know, just be patient. As the guy at Shmom Shmeepo said, be patient and keep watering it, which has now developed an issue with the leaky cauldron. Well, because in Colorado, we don't always have April showers to bring Mayflowers or grass to Alexandra's lawn. That's true. Yeah. That's true. We usually get a late snowstorm. I think that's still supposed to happen at some point. It probably will. And I also am getting to a point, I actually need to mow my lawn, which we all know how much I love mowing. Oh, so it's another season of that. Maybe that facilities guy can mow your lawn for you. Oh my God, please don't (laughs) bring that back up. Remember that? (laughs) Oh boy. I was just at that school. You can can mow my lawn. (laughs) recently I was just at that school and I always just quickly walk by the facilities. If you're not doing anything after work today, (laughs) you can mow my lawn. I need, you know, there are coaches for everything now. There's there are coaches for entrepreneurship. There's coaching for life coaching for career coaching. I'm like, and could I have a dating coach of just someone, not even like a full dating coach, but just someone who can teach me. Maybe it's more of a social coach. I need someone to teach me how to be appropriately social. <laughs> just a human. I can't just walk up to people and be like, hey, can you come mow my lawn? No, no, no. Don't, don't ever say that. So yeah. Not everyone is as dirty as we are. <laughs> we work with children, so it's easy to be in the gutter all the time. Mm -hmm. I was with my leadership team this week and, um, yeah, we were sharing stories about how silly and stupid and just not appropriate we all can be. So years ago I worked at a homeless shelter and part of us dealing with everything that was going on for the residents was what is commonly called as dark humor. Yes, And if we were to share any of those stories with anyone outside of our small community of those working at the shelter, it would have been considered highly inappropriate. And I feel that when you're working in education, it is also a place where sometimes when you have one situation after another, I'll just say like simple things where I have a colleague and we were in this meeting, this was a while ago, we were in this meeting and these parents were, were basically like, we don't like how you wrote up your report. And it, that was, I don't know, three months ago. And so since then, this, this colleague of mine has been working on reworking these things to make sure the parents are satisfied. And they literally just ended on exactly how she started. Really? So, <laughs> so she spent three months getting back. And it's one of those things that it's just become this joke among us staff. We kind of take bets on how long it's going to take to get this report done. Yeah. We have to laugh because otherwise we'd be crying. Every day, yeah. I was thinking about a story where um, I had a student recently report to me that this boy walked by her in the hallway and slapped her in the boob. And so we were like looking back on cameras and sure enough, like, yep, he slapped her on the boob and... Yep, got her chest area. And so as we're talking in the office as the adults, like we got to get this taken care of because he indeed, yep, he caught her boob with his hand on purpose. And I was about to walk away and I turned back to the staff that I was talking to and I was like, I suppose we should be anatomically correct and appropriate and say he did inappropriately touch her breast. And then as I'm having this conversation between boobs and breasts, I look up and see a parent has just walked in the office to pick up their child. And then I probably just... (laughs) 
just like looked at the parent, looked at the staff that I had just been talking to and turned around and walked out of the office. <laughs> just awkwardly? Yeah, just awkwardly. Like these are the kinds of conversations we have in middle school. I think it's actually interesting that kids still do stuff like that, knowing that they can be caught on camera. (laughs) I I think, well, they're middle schoolers. They forget, like they could see the camera and then turn around and forget that it's there a second later. That would have been me. Or they just don't, yeah, they just don't think that they're seen. I wouldn't be there groping someone else's boob, but that would have been me with the cameras like, oh... Well, and I mean, it's, I think it's frustrating still. Cause I remember when you were in high school and saying that these people just inappropriate, like there's this game that, that boys play that they just like slap bathing suit areas and it's totally inappropriate and it's not isolated here. It's everywhere. And that was decades ago, decades and decades ago, because you just had a birthday <laughs> You decades ago put that much emphasis <laughs> on so how many decades long ago when do you know i was just talking to someone recently and they're like do you realize that when they check your id to see if you're 21 they just have to see if there's a two as the first number of the year now oh <laughs> yeah oh that hurts yeah oh. not too long ago they just see, needed to see the one but now they check to see that they, yeah they have to see if there's a two. Oh, is isn't that something there's a reason why I don't work in high schools, and it's because when I first was getting into working as an OT, I did do some shadowing at a high school, and I was mistaken for a student all the time. And I know that's supposed to be flattering, but it was quite annoying because if you're supposed to be considered another staff member who has some authority, not to misuse that authority, mm-hmm. and then to have students not take you seriously. I I will be taken seriously. You will not be disparaged. I will not be disparaged. Oh my gosh. So while I was ill this last week, we, I was at a church service and singing in the choir, trying to anyway, because I was mostly voiceless, but I was having some sinus issues and that it was like a very penitential service and very humbling and beautiful. And my nose was whistling like constantly. And I don't know if anybody else could hear it, but every time it happened, I just kept thinking of, um, what's that show? Allie McBeal. Allie McBeal, yeah. And I was like, I will not be disparaged, you know, when his nose whistles. And (laughs) I was like, this is totally me and it's really embarrassing. And I, and then, so then I just had to mouth breathe. It's very distracting when your nose is making that kind of noise. Not just you, for me, I've had that happen before. In fact, in college, I used to get bronchitis chronically. And in college, there was one time where I was sitting there in class and I remember distinctly being like, oh my goodness, who is breathing like that? That is ridiculous. And it was so distracting and I could not hear the professor. And then I realized it was me. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, nope, it's just me. Stop being so judgy. It's just me. It's all right, everybody. It's just my nose. It's okay. I do feel like I have to call myself out about something. Oh, do tell Alexandra. I know. So... Anna and I, yes, we work in the same district, and she has a nice office with a wonderful team in one building. Yes. And I support, hold on, I lose track of how many, six different buildings, though, really only have students at five of them. So I don't really have a home base. And some schools have a place for me to sit, and some don't, but it's usually a table and a chair close to an outlet, and that's about it. <laughs> like, I don't get a phone, I don't have a desk. I don't, ha- like, I don't have a home base, except for they do assign us office space. And so my office space is technically at a middle school where our niece goes. 
And I was sitting, I decided I need to do some office work. So I'm going to go, I am never in the office. In fact, I saw a colleague today and she was like, I don't even know what's happening right now. You're in the office. So I'm sitting there at the desk and I realized I needed to call Anna. And luckily she was able to give me her extension, which that worked. I also though needed to call a parent who does not have a local number. So here I am and I decide sometimes if I'm not at a place that's attached to the school, I'll just use my cell phone. I know it's not right. It's just more convenient. I use my cell phone and luckily people have not abused the fact that they get my cell phone number. That's really nice because Bunny Trail, I use my I use Google Voice on my cell phone, which is a good option for you. Yes, I've been saying for two years I need help doing that because I don't even know how to start with Google Voice. Oh, yeah, I recently, I recently discovered Google Keep, which I really like because that's how I can do my own task manager and lists oh, and stuff. I don't know love that it. one. Yeah, it's, it's part of the suite. Hmm. So I'm like, well, wait a second. I'm at the office and I have this landline. I should just use the school phone and call this parent. So I pick up the phone and I dial the number as is. Nothing. Hang up. Because you can't dial long distance from from those phones. You can, but you need a code. Well, there's a whole process to this. So then I dial a one. I don't know at this point that you need a code. I don't know that there's school codes. And by the way, I like texted Anna, like, how do I how do I use this phone and make a long distance call? And I didn't even call it long distance. I said a non-local. <laughs> I was like, I need to make a non-local phone call from this phone that's attached to the wall. How do I do this? I just tracked it up to it was Friday and words are hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. I was like, this contraption on my desk, I don't know how to use it. In fact, like two hours later, I realized that somehow I had unhooked the phone and it was just (laughs) beeping (laughs) the busy signal the whole time. I was like, oh, this is good. This is good. So I go through this whole process and then I go, oh, wait a second. If you dial nine, you should be able to dial out. That's how you call out on those phones. Yes, you have to Yes, dial but it didn't work that oh. time either. That's because you had unplugged it. <laughs> right? I know. I'm like pushing buttons. <laughs> beep, beep, boop, boop. It's not working. She's like, it's a rotary. <laughs> no, so not. eventually, the, one of the times, I end up calling the office and I freak myself out. So I hang up on the office person because <laughs> I'm like, oh no, what did I just do? So then I'm like, wait a second. The office lady, she's wonderful. I should call her. So I do. And I'm like, how do I use this phone? <laughs> and I think I even told her non-local. I'm like, I <laughs> so she gives me the school's code and she's, and I was like, okay. And she goes, but you have to do this, this, this first, and then it's going to chime. And then you put in the code. I'm like, okay. So I start dialing and I don't even get in, like you have to do nine uh-huh. and then you have to start the area code. Yeah. I don't even get halfway through the area code where it's like, this phone call cannot be completed. Uh-huh. Click. I'm like, but well, wait a second. It just kept doing that. And then there was no time for the code. So then I tried the code first, but the code started with a zero. <laughs> and every time I press zero, it took me to the office. <laughs> okay. So I know this is a long story. It lasted probably three and a half minutes before I just put my earbuds in and called for my cell phone. And it was fine. But <laughs> I was like, gosh. I don't even know. Uh, yes. One point, landline, zero points, Alexandra. And then I was kind of embarrassed because I was like, <laughs> how do I not even know how to use one of these contraptions anymore? So let me just go to my wireless phone and <laughs> dial. Yes. The one that I'm like, beep, I, that beep, happened beep, with beep. the Zoom call. I was trying to get Zoom up on my laptop and it was like, you have to log in. And I was like, oh, forget this. Go to the app on my phone. <laughs> <It's> like, 
gonna, this fine. just logs me right in. I don't have to worry about it. Oh like, my where's goodness. my booklet of logins? I'm going to help you with Google Voice because I feel like you're going to need that for a business number. I think that would actually be smart because I do. Well, I do end up using my cell phone number for a lot of the business stuff that I do. Well, that's good if you like text deduct that. Yeah. <gasps> it's tax day. It is tax day. Not yeah. for you guys when you hear this, but when no. we're recording, it's tax day. It is. Also spring and Easter and Passover, which probably might not be for you whenever this is that you listen to this. It could be Christmas and snowing. It could be. Valentine's so so if that's the case, we're going to send you some sun and cheer and warm weather your way. Mm-hmm. It was a nice day. I will have to say about Easter, I, um, oh, thank you, by the way, for your story and thank you for sharing. It's oh. good to honor people's stories and space. So I just wanted to give space and thank you for giving us that comedic relief just now. Um, beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> So I, with Easter coming up, there's always a lot, right? You guys probably know that, that there's a whole laundry list of things that you need to get done and it could be exhausting and it's supposed to be this whole celebratory thing. And yet there's like, so you could get really bogged down with all the things that you have to do in preparation for when truly like I I would really would like to be focusing on just the services themselves that are coming up. But I'm happy to say we already made the Easter bread. So check, Mm. check, that's done. That was done a while ago. We still have to make what we call cheese pasca. It's a dessert that we usually serve around this time. So that has to be done this week. At some point in between the 10 days of services that are coming up that I will be attending because I have to and want to. I don't want to say I just have to. I want to, so I'll be there. Yeah, they're not um, easy to bring a toddler to. No, they're not easy for a lot of adults to have to go to 10, <laughs> true. 10 days of services in a row. But I was thinking I'd also like to do some more pisanki, which is the Ukrainian egg art. And interestingly enough, today I was looking at the news for a moment, uh-huh. and there was an article in our local paper. Well, no, it's not a local paper. That's funny because it was online. <laughs> And it wasn't even from like the paper paper. It was a news channel. So I was like, whatever. (laughs) This is an amazing story. Anyway, I was looking at the local news and there was an article from uh, about a woman from a local town around here who is Ukrainian and has been doing peace on key and it like showcased her stuff and said that she's, she does it around this time of year and during Lent, just like her grandmother used to teach her in preparation for Pascha and that um, right now she's doing it to raise funds for Ukraine. So I was like, that's cool. That is really yeah. cool. So I'm hoping to do some more peace on key, but I have no idea when in the Sam Hale I'm going to fit that in. And yeah, the 10 days of services. So I get a little tired just thinking about like the next week coming up. And that's mm-hmm. hard because I want to be truly present and in the moment to be there for each of these things while knowing like, oh my gosh, what I just went through and what is yet to come. Sometimes it could just be really overwhelming. But that's why we take some time off. Were you trying to say something and I just keep rambling? (laughs) No, but I like this. You just keep going. (laughs) Yeah, it's like on a show today. Hope you don't mind. So I'm cheersing y'all. I'm toasting y'all who have these holidays coming up. And maybe if you don't, spring. And maybe you're engaging in spring and spring cleaning and nature and renewal. I read this article recently. (laughs) I'm following. I'm here. Um, Oh my gosh. I read this article, thankfully, that was passed on by a, a colleague in the counseling world about why we see this change in behavior with students this time of year. Well, it started, I think, about 
the change in behavior of my dog. Oh, which led to the students, which was kind of hilarious. But yes, that's not. Yeah, that's not who wrote the article. Your dog (laughs) didn't. (laughs) I think. Yeah. Right. You start to notice that there's just a lot more energy lately. And right. You talk about like the spring buzz and um, spring fever. And we see it in our kids and like lives in the air and all that jazz. And I'm like, what in the what is going on with these children? But anyway, this article alluded to the fact that with spring and renewal and the change in energy on the earth, like if you just think about right and in a, at a metaphysical level, if we're all energy, not if we are, because we are, but we're all energy and there is this change in growth and renewal on the planet. And so we also as human beings and beings of energy also have this change and can feel this buzz. And we're kind of like reflecting off of the planet's buzz or the universe's buzz as well. And I thought that was just fascinating. It makes total sense to me. You have trees that are growing you have animals that come out of hibernation or you know alexandras that come out of hibernation right (laughs) dogs that are shedding you know there is complete renewal and this shedding while also going into this new season it makes sense to me I know and I feel like uh, I feel a little silly that I was like today years old when reading this article and I was like oh yeah that's why It's not just that we're winding down to the end of a school year or the weather's nicer and so kids get silly, but there's like science behind it, guys. It's science, so it's real. Yeah, I think those other things definitely play a part too because as you and I have discussed before, this is the time of year that we start to get that maniacal laughter where uh, everything makes us super giddy and react inappropriately to situations most assuredly yeah i i get delirious and i I call it like i get the delirium giggles sometimes i think is what i call them i was working with some students the other day and they're just they were kind of a hot mess they're adorable when they're a hot mess but they were a hot mess so as soon as i'd give one an instruction another one would need the same it was just back and forth back and forth and one of the little kids wasn't doing any of his work because he was so enamored by watching what the other kids were doing and I'm a, like in the middle of giving him an instruction and he has the, the largest sneeze ever just into both his hands. Oh. And I just look at him and I was in a room with, there were other adults in the room and I was like, oh boy, like I can't even get you to do what you're supposed to right now because you are covered in snot. So I'm like going, and one of the other adults Oops. in the room, I just hear this like full on laughter. Like she is losing it as she's hearing me try and like wrangle these children up and like try, try and get some order. And I was a hot mess myself. So I was like, today is just really hard and everyone's testing and there's anxiety. <laughs> and I, was, I was like, mayhem, pure mayhem. Yeah. We talked about that last show or the show before about like the, the state of affairs with just being worn out and exhausted and burnt out and compassion fatigued and decision fatigued. And yeah, it's like, you just can't help it. Sometimes you get to the state of delirium and you're just trying to make it through, trying to make it through. The countdown is five more weeks. No, six, six more weeks. I can't cut it short. So anyway, I am excited that after, after this next week of services and the big push in the end, I'm going to take a day off. So just try and recoup a little bit. That self-care is very important. Well, it's hard. Sorry. I know you were taking a breath. I'm learning (laughs) how not to cut people off. So you guys are very patient with me while I learn that. I was going to say that it's hard when your work is so 
involved and requires a lot of energy. And normally what do we do? We go to work, it takes some energy and then we set aside, hopefully I don't really right now, but you set aside time to kind of relax a little bit or recoup or fill your bucket or whatever it is. And it's not that these services don't, but for you, it's work. It's still work. It's work you enjoy, but it's still work. And when it's one thing after another and you're just not getting a break. I love that you said that because that's actually what I want to talk to talk to talk mm. to you. I do want to talk to you about today, not just you, but to the oh. world about that. But I'm going to come back to that in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's on the docket? What do you have for us? What's going on? Well, we are in the midst of testing season Mm -hmm. and state testing season. And I don't know if other states test around the same time, but our major state testing happens in April and it's not awesome. The kids hate it. Staff doesn't love it. It's just trying for everybody, but it's something that we have to do. So we do and we figure out a way to do. But anyway, I had to proctor a test today, which means that I'm in a room with these children for a period of time and they're not allowed to have their cell phones. I'm not allowed to have my cell phone. I'm not allowed to have a book to read or anything. So I am active proctoring, which means that I am staring at them or the clock for whatever set period of time. So today's topic, actually, we, the testing time itself was 80 minutes. So I was with the kids for almost two hours. And again, it's just I give the instructions. They start their test. I then walk around to make sure that they're testing if their computers are up. When they're done, they can shut their computers and they get to read or sleep or put their head down or stare at the walls when they're done. Like it's, it's boring. It's not exciting. And I feel bad for them, especially any school aged child really who, right, your attention spans are so tiny anyway. And then I'm asking you to be quiet and be respectful to your other peers while they finish testing. And we don't want to pressure them to finish testing just so you can talk, but you're middle school and it's really difficult. But anyway, in the end, they did a really great job. But to start off in the beginning, I was like, I'm going to make this a little bit fun. And so I read the instructions. an accent what kind of accent well today tell? was it was southern and and I was like do you guys want southern or British and they said why don't you go back and forth and then I did the beginning instructions with my southern accent and then I I was going to do the ending instructions with like my British and jolly cheerio and throw some of those things in but they're not on script so I couldn't but it just didn't end up needing to be done that way because they were all done before the time was up anyway but I thought that was fun and they got a kick out of it they put some smiles on their faces which was really cool oh yes well I have a question because Mm -hmm. we know that your vernacular and your cadence and your accent generally change when you watch certain TV shows. So in preparation, did you watch a show that had a Southern accent? No, no. I just channeled your wedding. And (laughs) when I gave this speech, (laughs) yeah, which you guys sometimes like sometimes when I imbibe some beverages, which I did not do at school today, thank you very much, (laughs) nor have I done at school any given day. Please don't misunderstand me. It's not a practice I engage in at school at all. It is a fireable (laughs) offense, very unethical and inappropriate, and I could get fired. So I just don't do it. It's a good practice just not to do it. So I don't. 
but I was channeling back when I had imbibed a couple beverages at Alexandra's wedding <laughs> and was to give the speech, one of the speeches at the reception. And when I started talking, it was like, I don't even know. I couldn't even pinpoint what, what state I thought I was from. I was in the state <laughs> of Anna at that point. <laughs> well, you've never lived in the South, so that no. cracks me up. No, it does crack me up. And I think of <laughs> Megan, who was my roommate in college. And every time I'd come home for a little while and then go back and then have like a couple beverages at college, she'd be like, why are you talking like that? They don't even talk like that in Colorado. And I'm like, yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. And she's like, no, they don't. That's so annoying. And I'm like, whatever. Like it was just, we went on and on and back and forth about it. But anyway, for my kids today, I just added a little bit of smile. But after the test was over and they were all done, they got to talk to each other for a little bit. And I was really excited to see that one of the students was reading The Little Women. And it's a very big book. It's a big novel. And um, one of her friends was like, why is it so big? And without skipping a beat, one of the boys in the class was like, that's what she said and I whipped my head around and I was like not appropriate <laughs> and then Wait, I wa was it a southern accent when you did that it wasn't but as soon as she said it I said it in my head that's what she said in my head and then the kids said it out loud and I was like not appropriate and then I turned around and collected test tickets yeah I was like we can't talk like that in school but I did in my head. <laughs> that oh, is man. hilarious. I thought so. Do you know what else? I have another school story, which I shared with Alexandra earlier today. And she's like, are you, are you kidding? Like, are you telling jokes right now? And I was like, no, I'm being completely serious. So you guys, one of my students, I guess at home, one of my students has a connection with a bird, a not just like a parrot or a parakeet that you keep in your house, but this child has grown up in outside of her home, like playing in the yard and befriended a crow. <laughs> and it's a, a bird, like a, a raven. And, and it's probably a crow. We With Andre over the summer, we looked up the difference between crows and ravens. Um, but it's a crow. And this crow befriended this girl, the student, and she's now in sixth grade. And her parent had to call the school because one day the crow followed the kid to school and like flew to school because the kid was at school. And it was like Mary had a little lamb, except Susie has a little crow that followed her to school one day. Her name's not Susie, but for the purposes <laughs> of the show, it is. And I was like, wow, that is so fascinating. That happened weeks and weeks ago, and the crow is still on our property. And so, and I hadn't seen it. I've just heard about it. I've heard that like kids are trying to be mean to it and stuff because they're mean sometimes, and other kids think it's fascinating. But anyway, so I was outside picking up my kids for this testing session today, and some staff were pointing out like, oh, there's the crow in the tree, and everyone has different names for him. Some call him Edgar, others Poe, others Crow. It's kind of comical. But I was like, wow, there, there, nope, sure is Pooh. There he is in the tree just hanging out. And our security guy is like, yeah, I have to like, he'll sit on the ground and I have to shoo him up and encourage him to go into the tree. And then he will. And he also apparently talks. It sounds like he is kind of like a parrot and talks more like, like mimics human more sounding sounds than crow. Although when I was up in the classroom proctoring today, I could hear the crow. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. So I was like, are we in much ado about nothing or is this the crow? And so I had to, I went to the window and I was able to see him out there and he was calling away. And I bet he was really sad because his student, his friend's student was not there today because she wasn't part of the testing stuff. So she didn't have to be there today. So I was like, oh, he probably misses her. And then all the students were back inside. So he probably was like, I miss the kids too. This is fascinating because I... Recently, I look up every time if there is a fly like bothering someone or and I have I'll get to my story about being a Carl. But so I told Anna, I was like, we have to look up what it means to see a crow because I just I get all into the symbolism of things. Yeah. And it's it can be a symbol of life and death or profound mysteries of existence. And you may be receiving a message from the universe if you see crows a lot. Okay. So when this first happened, yeah. you know that I was thinking like, who's hanging out with her? Like who? And, right. and I know that in tribal cultures or in some tribal cultures, the raven actually is a very revered animal. Um, so I was like, gosh, this is fascinating. Like who's hanging out with this kid? Um, or it could just be a this, I don't know. It's just, it's a, such an odd story and something you don't hear about very often or ever. This is a first for me in my many years on this planet. So I don't know. I thought it was really cool. That is really cool. Um, so I were one of my schools, the, the place where I work is a, a temp that's detached from the main building. And we were sitting in a meeting earlier this week and Last year, there was a whole big issue with wasps around the temp. And so, you know, facilities mm. have to come out and clear out the wasps. So we're sitting in this meeting and one wasp comes in. And of course, the initial reaction is, oh, here we go. And I was like, hold on a second. I'm into looking this stuff up. So I look up the symbolism of a wasp. It's just one. And it was productivity, courage, fertility, which kind of made us made us all laugh. <laughs> yeah. Taking control and new beginnings. And it just happens to be that for that particular school, there's a lot of turnover happening right now and people are leaving. And so I was kind of joking about that. And then we're watching as the wasp. I was like, we got to give him a name just because we're hanging out with him. So I decided to him Carl. <laughs> and then Carl kept trying to get in between all the ceiling tiles and it just happened that part of our discussion was about how sometimes with parents, now love all of you parents, love my students, this is just something that naturally happens sometimes, but that parents when they're requesting something or they're really pushing for something and we're not in a place to grant what those requests are, if we start to grant like a partial request, then parents will try and go. It's the, if you give an inch, they'll take a mile kind of concept. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh my gosh, as we're watching Carl try and like squeeze between two ceiling tiles. And so clearly he's like, the space is not large enough and he's trying to make it much bigger for him. And I was like, you guys, I just created a term. Don't be a Carl. Don't take the mile. Just take the inch. <laughs> just take the inch. Don't and be a Carl. Yes. But wasps are all things like the things that you find that are really annoying. And I was like, courage, productivity, new beginnings. Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. And so I was like, who, who's got someone who's trying to tell you you're going to be okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think they're kind of going to get tired of me doing that. But every time, because in therapy the other day, there was a gnat and I was like, oh, I should look up what the gnat is. Mm -hmm. Tell him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, cool For about the crow. Time. Did you name the crow? No, I didn't. Be, other people have. Speaking of meanings, I, before I forget and before I loop back, because I do want to loop back to rest and, and caring for self and all that jazz. And digest. Um, 
before, before I do that, last time we um, brought up the term balls to the wall and we're, we said that we were going to come back with the meaning and you guys in your cars or vacuuming or wherever you are in the universe um, were probably screaming at us. But um, we have to give a shout out to Aiden, who's part of our team, our podcast team for making us sound good and getting us that part of the production team. I don't even know what Aiden does, but thank you, Aiden, for listening to our, <laughs> our stuff and yeah, whatever your role is. Thank you. And, um, but Aiden reached out and said that balls to the wall comes from fighter pilots. The speed control on old fighter planes was a stick with a ball on the top. So to go full speed, they push the ball all the way forward until it hit the wall. And he's like, basically, it's the same as pedal to the metal, but more fun to say. We agree. Thanks, Aiden. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah I really appreciate that. Saved me from having to do any kind of research and I'm lazy. So <laughs> I appreciate that, Aiden. <laughs> um, you guys, so... I, um, in prepping for this show, I was thinking about some updates and things that have been going on and I've been like going back and forth about whether or not to share some of these things, but I thought, um, it's okay to toot one's horn every once in a while and not in a prideful manner. I'm not trying to be prideful, but I know that some of you who know us personally like to keep tabs on what we're doing and what's going on in our lives. So therefore, I just wanted to share a couple of things with you that have happened to me recently. Okay, here's the first one. I don't know if you recall, but I engaged in March Mammal Madness at my school. And I was reaching out to Alexandra and I'm like, I've got these brackets, there are these animals, sea animals, mammals, prehistoric animals. I don't even know. Like I was just, I was a little stressed out about how to fill out this bracket because I didn't do a March Madness basketball one, but I was going to do the mammal one because our eighth graders were doing it. And I thought it'd be fun because there was a little friendly staff competition. Well, y'all, I ended up winning. Huzzah. What? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I got the top bracket, the most points, and um, I got my picture taken with a certificate, and I got a shout out in the morning announcements, and it was pretty stinking cool. That is amazing, because I have to say, we literally, for every match, and, and you guys, we did a snippet here on the show, but... We, we actually went through and talked about the advantages and disadvantages of each species and what yeah. would happen. And it's not called therapsid. It's called therapsid. Oh, that's good to know. Now you know, and knowing is half yeah. the battle. So I, I was pretty excited about that victory. Um, that did also come on the heels of, and I'm saying this because I am honored and humbled that I have colleagues that nominated me for... Colorado School Counselor of the Year. I am so excited that you are sharing this because it is a big deal. It well, I was I wasn't going to. I was like, well, if nothing comes of it, then it's not even worth mentioning. But uh, it is an honor, and I want to lift up the people who put the time into putting in the nomination for me, who think highly enough of me and the work that I do, and um, hopefully the modeling that I do, and then the team that I that I am a part of. And I mean, it's not a one person job. It's because of everyone that we're 
on the team that were so successful. But I just wanted to say out to the universe, thank you. I'm very grateful and humbled and honored just by being nominated. You know, whether anything comes from it, it's just it's just a big honor. So I, I'm very appreciative. That's awesome. I'm so excited to hear what happens with this. Thank you. Me too. Oh, also, I feel like we're like putting out winning energy because Alexandra and I also got accepted to do another speaking gig. We did. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be able to share our stories and our knowledge and our expertise over the summer in Wichita, Kansas. Oh, yeah. So look out, Wichita. We're coming to you in June. Um, and it's actually, it's an Orthodox diocesan conference. And so we're really excited that we'll be able to um, speak our truth and our stories to to peers and colleagues. And our yeah. parents will be there again. So that'll be fun. It's going to be a good one. Um, also another thing that happened to me today is, um, I went, there's a potluck coming up, a potluck meal. And so I had to go to the store while, while I was at the store today, I was like, Oh, there's a potluck coming up. I should probably buy something to bring to the potluck. And so I bought some muffins. You did. And I like these muffins a lot. And so I bought these muffins and when I got them home, Um, I was just setting them on the counter and I got a paper cut. Well, it's not a paper cut. It's a plastic cut. Do you ever do that? Like when you like with with the plastic or the cardboard is always so much worse than just regular. I've definitely done cardboard and that is painful for sure. Yeah. I'm sorry you got that. That hurts. You know, it's smarted. It's smarted. And I know it's going to hurt a little bit longer. Um, than a regular paper cup. But that's just, that was another thing that happened to me today. And I was like, I must find a winning attitude about this paper cut as well as everything else that's going on. (laughs) And I also in prep for this podcast, I was like, God, I don't know how funny we're going to be. Like, I feel like we've been kind of more serious lately Mm -hmm. and we do try to be funny and humorous and light, but life has just been so kind of heavy lately. Yeah. When the energy has been heavy lately, um, like my funny bone is exhausted. (laughs) So I'm so, oh, hey, that, okay, because of time, that's probably a great segue to the article that I wanted to share with you today. Oh, okay. I was just going to say that I literally yesterday was just talking to people about how I can't, I can't decide if I'm just changed now and because I feel like my sense of humor kind of died when Sean died a little bit and I've been trying to get it back because I feel like I was pretty funny. You're a very funny person. Thanks. Um, but not so much anymore. It just doesn't, the witch doesn't come as quickly as it used to. And, um, so I feel you on that and mm-hmm. that was something. And, and this woman, she's, she's so wonderful. And, um, me, she, she, oh, no, oh, this, <laughs> this, oh, this, this not one. this woman, <laughs> another woman you were talking to. Okay. <laughs> the woman I was relaying that I okay. feel like I'm still, I'm trying to look at the map. <laughs> you know, I still yes. have that old Colorado flip the page map. Yes. <laughs> looking for my, uh sense of humor and she lost her brother to suicide like 12 years ago I want to say or something like that and she's like don't worry you'll you'll get it back it might look different but you'll get it back and so but I get that sometimes it's hard when your energy gets sucked into things that 
it's hard to keep that sense of humor and laugh. And sometimes when I laugh at like a show or I hear something, I'm like, oh, that's what I sound like when I laugh. <laughs> yeah, I love your laugh. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I'm I'm I, I was nervous right after Sean died because it was it was so sad. And I was like, oh, I don't know what parts are gone forever and you know what you know what's gonna get healed and it you know my sister is is forever changed um that is just a fact um as people are when they have a loss of a loved one um no matter how they die and then this death in particular as we talked about is ever so more tragic and traumatic um and I was like, oh, right, I was grieving um, that there were these losses, not just of the brother-in-law, but of my, parts of my sister. And it's just, I love her laugh. Oh, That's well, all thanks. I wanted to say. Yeah. Okay, tell me about this article. Okay, so before I go into the article, which I was going to go into the article, but I um, had, <laughs> I was looking at my computer as I was bringing up the article. How many tabs on average do you have open in your browser? Okay, so I pin some stuff. Okay. So I have, like at work, I'll pin like oh. four. Yeah, no, keep going. Okay. I didn't even count that. So I pin like four or five, so those will always be there. Okay. But as of tabs, I mean, usually I try and keep it to like five or less, depending on what I need. But I know one time I feel like you counted. Well, I counted it, for tonight's purposes. Okay, because even... Even on my home computer, I don't pin anything on my home computer, but I still have like maybe at most 10 tabs. Uh, yeah, I'm jelly. So talking about bookmarking or pinning, I have probably about 12 things that I bookmarked that I could just easy click on. But tonight I counted and on one set of tabs, one right, I have to clarify <laughs> because I had a couple different sets of tabs open. And so on one set of tabs, 33. 33 I don't even tabs understand open. how you can have 33. What 33 things do you need all at once? Well, I don't, but I like, I don't like having to go. Okay. So for example, I'm a part of a lot of different meeting groups and every meeting group that I'm a part of has a different agenda. And rather than having to go into the meeting link and pull the agenda every time I meet, I just like to keep them up and open because I refer to them a lot in different parts of my job throughout the week. So I like to just have those open. I have probably seven um, Google Sheets pages open because there are a lot of different things that I reference <laughs> there. And then I have both of my mail accounts, both of my mail accounts calendars are just open. So yes, I know it's exhausting <laughs> just thinking about it. And then for tonight, I was like, oh my gosh, then I have a different, like I pulled out the tab and it's in right, its own little tab thingy for my calm app because at work I have two monitors and so I'll have like the 33 tabs up here on the left and then the calm app is up on the right and so then I have my scene going with the music in the background which is very calming right now it's like a field with some bugs flying around <laughs> like twilight it's really pretty mm-hmm and calming. And then because I wanted to make sure that this article was separate, that's also a separate pulled out <laughs> tab, easy. Act. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's exhausting. Okay. I'm going to pause you one more time and I promise we're going to get to this article because what makes me laugh is that you have your calm app, like one thing yeah. on one monitor yeah, and 33 plus <laughs> on the other. Yes, Number exactly. one. Number two, 
recently I yes. sat in a meeting and it ended up being that half of us were virtual, half of us were in person. And this woman was in, she was also virtual. I was virtual. And I'm looking at her background, right? A lot of people put on backgrounds and I'm like paying attention. I'm like, you know, people are speaking, whatever. I sit in meetings that are very long. And all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye, I see something kind of flicker and move. And I look up and it's gone. And so I'm sitting there a little bit longer and I finally catch that in her background, there were birds flying. Really? <laughs> so every like five to 10 seconds, these little birds look like, cause she had a beach scene behind her and these little birds. So I emailed her and I was like, I love that you have these birds. <laughs> and she had no idea until after she That's was like, part of her scene. <laughs> yes. They just, some birds just fly behind her. It's oh, I've hysterical. Never seen that. That is hysterical. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Anyway, okay. You guys have been waiting and are probably like, get to the article already. Okay. So um, I don't remember where this came from. It's possible that I found it on social media or it popped up on my social media and someone posted it. So if that's true, thank you. But anyway, the article is the seven types of rest that every person needs. And it's from ideas.ted.com. So is this, sorry, just to double check. Did you say ideas of rest? Yes. Like R-E-S-T, rest. The seven okay. types of rest. Sorry, seven types of rest. Okay. Yeah, that I'm every take person notes. needs from ideas.ted.com. Um, I'll have Alexandra link the article. But anyway, I thought it was really interesting because um, more and more recently, we're hearing that self-care does not tackle burnout. So if you've hit the point of burnout, you could do all the self-care in the world, and it doesn't make you less burnt out. Um yeah. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. That is very interesting. Yeah. Because one of the things, and I think I've mentioned this before, is often my therapist will say, like, what are you doing for self-care? Uh-huh. And that's when I kind of maniacally start laughing yeah. and then partially crying because yeah. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> exactly. what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, right now, I just told Anna earlier, I was like, could we go ahead and get, get this recording going? Because I have a British show to watch and some Sudoku to do. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> That's what I do before besides meditating, but interesting. Okay. I have not heard this. So I'm with you guys. I haven't heard this. So I'm excited. What do you got? Yeah. Well, I think it's an interesting concept and something that, um, I actually just submitted a proposal to speak at a conference in October with a colleague about this, like the fact that so many things that we do for self-care seem reactive and after work, like what are you going to do after work to, to try and, and undo everything that you did during work? You're going to try and meditate. You're going to go to yoga. You're going to go for a walk, take the dog out. You're going to go exercise. You're going to go drink, whatever it is you're going to do. It seems all very reactive to try and undo the things that were done during the day. And I'm trying to figure out what can you do during the day in the job that is so stressful to not have that impact that you need to undo at the end of the day. So um, it's a work in progress, but I liked this article because it talked about the difference between sleep and rest and the fact that like so often we're trying to catch up on sleep and yet still feel so exhausted. And that's because we're not, as this article says, getting rest in the way that we need to. So Um, seven types of rest. I'm going to go through them quickly and we'll link the article. 
in the show notes so that you can check it out. But it says the first type of rest we need is physical rest. And that can be passive or active, right? So passive is sleeping and napping, which I love napping. And I found myself more recently actually going home from work in between like work and church or work and whatever I have in the afternoon. And I'm like, I just need to close my eyes for 30 or 40 minutes. And then I'm like out solid. Yeah. It's it's like, good I know I'm you. tired. Yeah. Good for you. I kind of get anxiety around naps because I have sleep paralysis and when I nap is when my sleep paralysis tends to tend to hit. Well, and that yeah. would be scary and probably a deterrent to nap. <laughs> I also <laughs> don't have children and so I don't <laughs> have to pick anybody up after school and have the space and time to nap. Um, although when I was sick this last week, I don't know if this ever happens to you guys. I don't know if it's TMI, but when I get really sick and I can tell when I'm getting sick, because as I start to fall asleep, I'll moan or like, I'll make Mm -hmm. a noise and like wake myself up. So I'll be like starting to fall asleep and then I'll be like, "Eh." (laughs) and I have seen it and she literally does like that little noise and she'll wake up and (laughs) there are times where she looks at me like, uh, was that you or me? I'm going to find that I'm going to find my mate someday. And my mate is going to find that really endearing. Like that person who gets me is going to be like, Oh, I love that thing you do when you're starting to get sick and you wake yourself up by moaning. It's That's almost so like your head has to bob with it. Yeah. Cause it like falls. You'd think so. But I was like, God, I know I'm getting, I knew I was sick the moment I was like, eh. And started waking myself. <laughs> so anyway, physical rest can also be yoga, stretching, massage therapy. I totally need a massage. I know that about myself too. Second type is mental rest. Um, and so this is like, can you take breaks throughout your day? So this says schedule short breaks to occur every two hours throughout your work day. Go for a walk, get away from your desk, go outside. Um, and if you're the type of person, it also suggests in the article, if you're the type of person whose like brain is on fire throughout the night, cause you have so many ideas, keep that notebook by the side of the bed so you can jot things down and then hopefully go back to sleep. Third type is sensory rest, right? We talk about bright lights and computers and background noise. And so I love the idea of intentionally um, taking moments throughout your day. And it says you can get this rest by simply closing your eyes for a minute in the middle of the day. So like close your door if you don't have a door to your office and if you're a cube, just like unplug, close your eyes, get away from the sounds and everything just for a minute and a minute can feel forever, but it will be worthwhile. Fourth time, fourth time, fourth type (laughs) is creative rest. Um, and so this is like, um, putting pictures of your favorite vacation spots or nature or things that you enjoy doing around your work area so that you have things to look at and kind of spark that, um, joy in the day. And that was something that I was talking about with some of my colleagues lately. And that's the piece I think I'm missing most is that joy, that fun, that laughter. Um, I need to figure out how to incorporate more of that. Do you have go-tos for laughing? I have go-tos when when I can feel that emotionally I need a cry, but I'm not allowing myself to cry for whatever reason. And then I'm like, I just need to get this out. And I'm working on that. I actually heard from a podcast of an individual who he'll just like every day for 10 minutes will lay down and then whatever his body does, like he he's quiet and whatever his body does, including crying, he just let, he doesn't have to intellectualize it. He doesn't need to know why 
He just does it. So I have my stuff for crying. Last of the Mohicans. Last of the Mohicans. I'm so glad you said that because yeah. I did. Oh, did. That's ditto. like definitely mm-hmm. one of them. But do you have something you go to? Like I've been thinking recently, like what would I go to for a laugh? So th- because they say if you can start, I used to be someone back in the day with newspapers when they came to your house. That was what we did when we were younger. Like dad got the comics and then he would it would go around and everyone would start the day with comics. You didn't read the news. You always started with comics. And there's research that shows that if you start with laughing. That is for sure. But I'm like, what? I was like trying to think of, like without a paddle, I think popped up on Netflix the other day. And I was like, oh, that one I usually laugh at. But No, I love that idea. And that's actually giving me something to think about because I have my go-tos for crying. You're so spot on. But I don't have my go-tos for laughing. And I do have get fuzzy, hard print Mm. comic books in my home so that's a good one the other one I just actually thought of while we're talking about (laughs) this that always does give me a good laugh and you're gonna have to help me with this but there was one of the I think it was an American Idol but it wasn't from here but she does Mariah Carey's song oh and um but she doesn't realize like she thinks that she's yeah, she thinks Ken Lee. It's yes, Ken Lee. It's Ken Lee. Not can't live, but and Ken she Lee. thinks that she's so, um, yeah, so singing in English. But anyway, bloopers. If, yeah, bloopers. Bloopers are a good mm-hmm. option. If you guys have any suggestions for things that make you laugh, definitely reach out to us and let us know. The next type of rest. Thank you for that, Alexandra. Uh, the next type of rest is emotional rest. So having the time and space to freely express your feelings and cut back on the people pleasing. And this actually just came up in a work situation today. And um, I really had to stop myself from trying to be misfixit and just give a person space to feel the feels. Um, and I think that's very important. So you all need space to feel the feels. And when things come up, feel them. If And sometimes we try and shove those negative feelings away or I don't want to be sad. I don't like feeling angry. But if you just shove them down, they, they don't go away unless you pay some attention to them and acknowledge them. So you're going to need that emotional rest. Um, social rest is another idea as well as spiritual rest. So I liked the idea that this article broke them down (laughs) or broke, grammatically correct, um, broke them down into different areas and gave different ideas for how to actually help soothe outside of just yoga and meditating, although those are very valid and very helpful. Um, Sometimes we don't think about just shutting our eyes for a minute or just step outside and breathe some air in or get some vitamin D from the sun. So I loved it. I loved it all. Yeah, I think that's really, it's very helpful. And I think it's a good measure. I mean, people talk about that with social media or just being able to to have some quiet time. We don't know really how to handle just quiet. Even sometimes I don't know how to handle quiet. And my brain is just buzzing with with everything going on. I do a practice every so often and I, cause I love the radio or listening to a CD in my car and I love talk radio or podcasts or whatever <laughs> because we podcast. Um, <laughs> but I do enjoy the practice of just shutting the radio off while I'm driving every once in a while and just sitting, sitting and noticing like what other sounds do I hear? What do I observe? And, and that's kind of a fun thing to do every so often. So I encourage that as a practice too. Um, before I switch gears and um, come to a finale, I wanted to also let you guys know that I have ended Columbo. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, well, I, it's over. Like I went many, through all the episodes. How many seasons were there? 
Well, according to this, um, I was watching on Peacock and there were 10 seasons, but the first season was like seven episodes per season. And then the last season was like 15 episodes in the season 10. Um, but they're over now. So I switched <laughs> over to Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> oh, no, you did it. I did. I totally did. So yeah, I Jessica to, Fletcher. I mm-hmm. used to love that. In fact, I remember when I, I think it was when I had the chicken pox. And it took forever. I was a late person. I didn't have the chicken pox till I was like nine or 10, which for some of you who are like chicken pox, that's right. We used to actually get the chicken pox, not yes. get the vaccination to chicken pox now. But, um, and in fact, like no one kept records of that. So when I went to grad school, I had to prove that I, I had to get a titer and prove that I, a what? A titer. It's where they test your blood to oh. see if you've had How the disease. How do you disease. spell that? T-I-T-E-R, I think. Oh, Okay. I think that's what it's called. Smooth I don't know. Look word. it up. No. I, well. Oh. Okay. But I had to, I basically had to have a blood draw to prove that I had chicken pox because they needed proof that I had the chicken pox vaccination. And I was like, I didn't. I had chicken pox. <laughs> but I didn't get them until late. I just mm. remember this so clearly. I think it was like nine or ten. And my parents exposed me multiple times. And the doctor thought I would be immune to them. It was this whole big ordeal. <laughs> and then I finally got them. And so I'm laid up at home itching like crazy watching... Well, at that point, it was sort of reruns of Murder, She Wrote. And I had this little notebook. Yes. <laughs> and I would write down, like, the storylines and draw pictures in this notebook during, while, while watching Murder, She Wrote. And, yes. I, I did not it. know this about you, and this is yes. genius. <laughs> yes. That was where I started with my mystery shows, was Murder, uh, She Wrote. Well, if you ever run out of shows, you can hop on to Peacock <laughs> and yeah. watch Murder, She Wrote. Because Angela Lansbury is the bomb. I think I went back one time to watch it. And it was kind of like me going back and watching Gummy Bears, which was a show I loved as a kid. And then you go back and watch these shows as an adult. And you're like, oh, my goodness. I promise you, I did the same thing with Gummy Bears on Disney+. Plus. I was sorely disappointed. I was like, this show sucks. It's horrible. It's terrible. But I loved it as a kid. Loved it. It was my favorite. Well, yes, of course, Saturday mornings with bowls of Cheerios. I get it. However, like that show does suck indeed. But... I promise you, if you go back and watch Murder, She Wrote, when you're done with your British murder shows, okay, switch over to Peacock <laughs> and watch Murder, She Wrote, and then Columbo. All right, before I get to the Shanti Wyman joke of the day, there are two things that came up via social media, you know, memes that um, people posted, or all of a sudden, it's weird. I don't know if I talk about grief so much that um, now I'm getting, like, suggestions of, like... <laughs> grief quotes and things is just fascinating or like how to be better quotes um because because you know big brother's listening anyway the universe is sending these um positive quotes my way and so there was this thing that popped up and so I just want to share it with you there are two of them so before I get to the joke I'll share these two things and I liked the sentiment so here we go one of them is this always remember this grapes must be crushed to make wine Diamonds form under pressure. Olives are pressed to release oil. Seeds grow in darkness. Whenever you feel crushed, under pressure, pressed, or in darkness, you're in a powerful place of transformation. I love that. Hear, hear. Oh, it's empowering, right? And I feel like things like that will give me the oomph I need to make it through the next six weeks. Absolutely. Until all my vacation plans or just downtime at the pool. I can't wait. I'm so excited. 
All right. <laughs> then this other one. I don't know if any of you um, get these word porn things that pop up on your social media, but I sure do. So I screenshotted this one because I think this is so applicable to Alexandra and myself. I made a new rule. Never trust how you feel about your entire life past 9 p.m. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We know that my brain stops working when you're talking about like needing. I don't even know. What, what did you call it? Because in my world, we call them brain breaks or cognitive breaks or whatever. And I'm like, please don't ask me to make serious decisions right. after exactly. 6 p.m. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> no. All right. So, you all, I hope that you have had fun with us today. Uh, welcome back. Here we go. STW joke of the day, dad joke pro from my new book of dad jokes. Are you ready for the next one, Alexandra? Bring it. Would glass coffins sell well? I don't know. Remains to be seen. (laughs) Okay. So I just noticed today as I was going, because I told you guys I was going to go and order in this book. This first section of the book is called full grown. So (laughs) grown like G-R-O-A-N. So y'all, yeah. Grown away as I give the punchlines to would glass coffins sell well? Remains to be seen. That's Remains, funny. get it? To be seen, get it? Awkward pause. It was so great to share this time with you guys. Yeah, I hope you have enjoyed another show with us. And we wish you all the best for this next coming week. Love, light, happiness, all the good things, all the good feels. Absolutely. And we will chat with you soon. Have a great week. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Russian sisters to connect with them. Go to the Russian sisters.com produced and distributed by the sound off media company. Hi, I'm Emily Roger and I host a leadership show called the boiling point with my co-host Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.